I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, Episode 74. And welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I've spent the week at camp. Cousins camp, to be more specific, with my first cousins and all of our kids. We went on excursions, we played games, we did crafts, and we ate, and we ate, and we just stored up more memories to last another year for these cousins that all get together just a couple of times a year. So one camp game that we did not play was tug of war, but I tell you what, I was playing it out in my mind all week because I pondered and struggled to formulate what God would want me to say, inspired by this week's song, Flawless by Mercy Me. I'm going to call one side of the tug of war in my mind, Team Grace, and the other side, Team Sin Nature. The first tug came from Team Grace, inspired by the song, of course, uh, the title of the song being Flawless, and just this overall meaning of the song, that through Christ, we truly are flawless. Then like a hero who takes the stage when we're on the edge of our seat, saying it's too late, well, let me introduce you to amazing grace, no matter the Grace took tremendous ground with that hero, Amazing Grace, showing off his big guns. Inner team sin nature. They pulled back real hard with that argument that if we think we're flawless, that might give us reason to act whatever way we want because we know we're forgiven. So a quick tug back from team Grace says, I don't want to sin. Team sin nature pulls back hard. I want my freedom. Team Grace tugs back again. Freedom from sin is freedom. Back and forth and back and forth, these arguments uh, played out in my mind. And it just reminds me of Romans chapter 7 in verse 18 where Paul says, And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. 
I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. So this back and forth reminds me of our song this week also. Just even in the first verse, it talks about it. There's got to be more than going back and forth. So I spent some significant time in Romans chapters 5 through 8 this week, really kind of pondering and considering and batting around different ideas of what I should say. But while I was there, I was reminded of that war in our minds. It says in chapter 7, verse 23, there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. And then that reminds me of another verse that talks about that same war that's waging in our minds. Uh, Galatians 5.17, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. So there's a tug of war within us between grace and sin nature. But what was really tugging in my mind? Well, it's this. I agree that I am flawless in God's eyes because when he looks at me, all he sees is Christ in me. But just this week, at times, I found myself being judgmental or impatient. So that's not flawless. That's flawed. And Team Grace says it's paid for, but Team Sin Nature says I'm still in charge. So here's what's really cool. As I was putting together my thoughts, I almost named Team Sin Nature. I almost gave it the name Team Reality because I thought that although Grace says we are pure in God's sight, the reality is that we are still sinners. Except true reality is truth, not perception or or what we observe. And then truth is whatever God says it is. God defines truth. And God speaks this truth to me through his word. So Romans chapter 8 verse 9 says, You are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And parentheses, and remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all, in parentheses. And that's uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Truth is the real reality, not what is perceived and observed. So let me unpack that a little bit more. Sometimes we observe something and perceive what we think is a truth that's, that's not really true. So a waitress who is short with you may appear rude, but in reality, she's hurting. Or likewise, someone who looks all put together on the outside might, in reality, be broken and bruised. And a rich person may seem to have it all, but may be empty and alone in reality. And so I love the music video for this week's song. I've embedded it in the show notes. It's worth watching. It highlights some folks that the world would define as flawed because on the outside, they do not seem whole, you know, because of DNA or disease or age. 
but we know in reality, if they are in Christ, they truly are flawless. Truth says that reality is not just what we can perceive or observe. So I wrestled with these thoughts this week. They tugged back and forth in my mind. And I, and again, I was really struggling to formulate what I was going to say. And so the next struggle that I had, and this is where the real struggle came in, is the scripture itself. I sat in Romans 5 through 8. I even kind of peeked over into Galatians, but I decided to come back and just stay in this one place. And it's, well, it's confusing. You know, Paul uses a lot of words. He goes uses back and forth arguments to say what he's trying to teach the Romans. It's a really long letter. He kind of goes from one thing to another. And then it dawned on me, this is when you give up. My listeners, when you get to this this kind of thing where I'm struggling to even, uh, but I have an assignment. I have to put my thoughts together enough to share them with you. But you give up at this point. You know, we we live in a drive-through fast food soundbite society. You know, if we can't put it in a tweet or word art and post it to Instagram and Facebook, then we feel like we don't have time to learn it. And by the way, as a side note, I, I just want you to know, unless you're willing to take some time and ponder the word art or the tweet, look it up in context, you're not going to learn anything. You might be mildly inspired for the moment or encouraged But these sound bites are not going to transform the way you think or the way you live. So I read an article this week that says it best. And I'm going to link to this article in the show notes as well. The point that that I'm going to read from, the point in this article is the Bible is not easy. And this is what uh, Rachel Barak wrote. She wrote, Scripture was written by many different authors and in a variety of literary styles over a vast period of time in languages many of us don't speak, referring to historical and cultural contexts that are unfamiliar to us. And then there's the content. The gospel is a stumbling block, and we know it. It's admittedly not supposed to be easy. uh, It is the word of God, after all. What is available to be unlocked inside this book is the mystery of God himself. Even the most holy and educated Bible scholars struggle. In other words, just because the Bible is accessible doesn't make it understandable. So here's an article talking about why even though the Bible is more accessible than at any other time in history, that true Bible engagement is down. So it dawned on me, I I think that what I was struggling with this week is that there's not a nice, neat lesson to share with you. And I'm all I'm left is with is is the struggle. And so that is what I share with you, the struggle. If you are at all inspired by my podcast to interact with God's word by reading more and studying more and exploring more, you too will encounter this struggle this resistance, the time when you just throw your hands up in the air and say, I don't get this. I'll just let my pastor or my favorite Bible teacher tell me what to think. Or worse, I'll just fill my mind and my time with meaningless articles from Facebook and sound bites from Twitter. So after spending a significant period of time in scripture this week, I have to believe what God says is true. And I have to allow it to mold me and transform my quote-unquote reality. So as a Christian, I may still have a tendency to sin, but I don't have to live in sin. 
And the reality of scripture is that the control of our sin nature is vanquished by the Holy Spirit living inside of us. That is reality. And that can only truly be understood by reading in context. Because even though I just read you verses that said that our sin nature is at war with our spirit, you have to keep reading past the verses, past the chapter breaks, past the section breaks. Because if you don't, you might read this at the end of chapter 7 and stop. You might read this. It says, in my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. You might stop there because that's the last verse of Romans chapter 7. And you might say, there I am. There it is. I'm, I, um, I'm a slave to sin. The Bible says it. It's right there. Because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. In fact, there are those that teach this to be true, but it's not true. And how do I know? Because I kept reading. It says in Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 4, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. So this says that I am not a slave to sin if I belong to Christ. In fact, it goes on to say what I've already read to you. You are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you. So what is my conclusion? Well, I have the Holy Spirit living within me and I am controlled by the Spirit. But when I am acting like I am still a slave to sin, when I desire to give in to my sinful desires, I need to consider Romans chapter 6, verses 12 and 13. It says, do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. So if I'm tempted to give into my sinful desires, I need to give instead myself completely to God. That's what the scripture says right there. So as you can see, living this Christian life, it's not a passive experience. Effort is required. In response to this free gift of of salvation, we agree to follow. We agree to follow the spirit and how he leads. So my challenge to you is to wholeheartedly believe What this song and scripture declares, you are flawless in Christ. There is no condemnation, but you're flawless because you died to sin and were raised up to new life. So give yourselves completely to God and let the spirit rule and reign in your life. So what's next? Well, I would love for you to spend some time in Romans 5 through 8, chapters 5 through 8. I did that this week, and I want to see what you can discover. And just for fun, I'm going to send you on a quest. I'm calling it Junk in the Trunk, a quest for context. 
And I gave you an example out of Romans where if you had failed to keep reading or if you had taken that statement out of context, you would have misinterpreted scripture. So through a story and activity I've created, I'll help you think critically about God's word and ensure that you read in context. So you can download this free resource. It's just one page, a story and activity. Uh, visit michellekneesat.com forward slash 74 download. Again, michellekneesat.com forward slash 74 download. And if you're looking for the show notes, the video, the article, everything that I've been talking about today, it's just found at michellekneesat.com forward slash 74. While you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. I would love to hear from you. Email me directly, michelle at michellekneesat.com. I'm on I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook as well. So let's talk about what you're learning. And before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Ruth from Florida, Katie from North Carolina, and Cindy from Minnesota. They are my newest subscribers to my website. Now, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, or desktop, or you can print it out. In fact, I had an email from a a longtime listener, but a new subscriber. She said, I finally subscribed and I saw these beautiful memory verse resources. I didn't realize how nice they would be. And uh, so I encourage you, they're really nice uh, resources to have. And they hopefully, I think, I think they're beautiful. I hope you do too. And you'll also in that email, get an email recap of the week's episode. And any of those resources that I create, like today, when I said, go to michellekneesat.com forward slash 74 download. If you are an email subscriber, you will get that resource instant access in that weekly email. So I've just tried to do all of this to just say thank you for listening and try to give you as many resources as possible to keep you inspired to be reading God's word for yourself. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And while you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving me a written review and star rating? I would really appreciate it. It helps others. Uh, it gives me credibility as people are, are looking at my podcast, but it also encourages me as well. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Broken Together by Casting Crowns. I had a request from Kim. She's a listener in her 20s. She wanted to hear more about a godly marriage. So we will use this song to explore what God's word says about that. And if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 74. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.